This is head coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers, Mark Tressman, and this is the XFL Show. football fans this is for the love of football this is the road to 2022 and this is the xfl show i'm alan and i'm bryant we just experienced a week where an nfl team opted to play a non-quarterback at qb while some good crisp throwers sat at home doing nothing while COVID also depleted some coaching ranks in college, forcing an XFL hauncher back into battle, sort of. It's also Bryant's birthday. What's going on? It's episode 147. Special Assistant Stoops reporting for duty. Brian, happy birthday. I thought it was episode 147, happy birthday, Bryant, but I guess that's that not that's changed in... in- if it was like 30 or 40 or a good crisp number like that, maybe. But what are you, like 33? I'm 34. Nothing to, than you. 34? Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate nothing to be excited about. To yeah, happy yeah, birthday. It's, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on. You're not, yeah, I mean, what, what are you, you're, you're just, you can't go out. You're not doing anything for it except this show. This is what it's all about. This is how you celebrate a birthday in 2020. Uh, and and the, maybe the wildest week since I would say the the XFL went away, for me at least as a football fan, Bryant, crazy week in the NFL and in college that are really going to, we're going to blend into this week's episode talking some XFL. We really are. I think there's a lot to talk about this week, especially with all the changes. A lot of, um, we saw a lot of people uh, get to play that probably wouldn't have in a normal year, so far at least. Yeah, but those weren't XFL dudes that, that we were hoping to see. It's, this Denver Broncos situation really has me upset. We're going to get into that. We're also going to get into the uh, Stoops news. Yes, he's back at OU, sort of. Former Renegades head coach. We'll talk about that, how that might tie into the XFL. We're always going to tie it in to the XFL. 724-565-4XFL is the XFL fan line for you to call. And you can leave us a message, a text, standard rates apply. Anytime, 24-7-365, we're there talking XFL with you as we dink and dunk around uh, XFL social media. Before we get into it here, Bryant, Black Friday was last week, right before we uh, uh, went live, the announcement on on the podcast airwaves and on YouTube, the announcement was made by uh, Danny Garcia that there was there was a, a little bit of a deal c- coming uh coming our way that was it was pretty cool pretty cool deal that was announced by her we, we got her yeah we got her up there there she is announcing to the world 40 percent off bryant some apparel but also new merch a fancy hat that i think you and i already had maybe or was it not uh, the maybe. new hat that came out it's not that exact one but it is something similar uh, to that one uh but yeah no it, it was a um an announcement that we got from the league 
on Black Friday doing something for the fans. Look at that hat. Our our new fearless owner is Ooh, is a, sporting. You know what I didn't notice it's a it's a like a high raised logo like the ones that we have. I don't know where my hat is. It's probably right yeah, right mine there. doesn't pop out like that. Mine's like, like doesn't pop out at all. Flat. Yeah, that's that's dope. So the new so the new hats were out. So that's some new merch. New first new merch on the site since like April maybe. I don't know eight months ish. And then you've while. got some good deals on some XFL merch. I didn't, I, I looked at it. I didn't see any one team being sold for less than the other. So that's yeah, I did nothing look to look into there. Through every single logo, <laughs> standard logo t-shirt for every single team to see if something was more discounted than any other. Yeah. It's not like they were just getting rid of everything with the word Tampa Bay on it. So no fear just yet. Vipers fans <laughs> in Tampa, they're not going to Orlando just yet. As <laughs> but, far uh, as we know. We do know something, though, Alan, is that they are listening. And so perhaps they heard us say that. And they're like, we got to make everything the same price. That's possible. Maybe they 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 heard that. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I doubt that. I think they just said a good flat 40% on some merch. They chose which. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get anything because I uh, opted to spend my Black Friday money elsewhere. And I was supposed to have a cool new shirt to wear on this week's episode brian to show off for you but it didn't get in the mail it's like going to be here right now as of this live on tape recording so that's a bummer also we were scheduled to full disclosure to have a a guest on this week but scheduling conflicts arise again in 2020 that's just what happens so we're looking to get them on hopefully next week but that's a that's gonna have to hold off we had a a fun chat scheduled, Brian. That was going to be your birthday present. I'm sorry. I didn't get you I know, anything. That was, it was, I was going to be very All my exciting. eggs in that basket. Mm. It was going to be very exciting, but maybe next time uh, we'll, uh, we'll get something going for this show. <laughs> yeah, very, very exciting is the operative word there. But uh, also dinking, dunking around XFL social media. Very proud, Brian, because we made someone's top five on Spotify and played podcasts. And I'm just... I love that gimmick. the The podcast store or the uh, Spotify stories that come out every December now. If you're on that platform uh, for music, but now they have a lot of podcasts. They're very into podcasting now. Spotify. You can find this show there as well, and they give you all your stats. And I know you love data or data or however you say that word. And they give you all that data at the end of the year on your listening habits. And I'm so proud we made someone's top five. I'm sure there's others. I would love to hear from you. Send us a screenshot. But shout out to at Aiden underscore animates for letting us know that we made number five in his top five, which among some pretty lofty company, too, I'd say. That's pretty. I mean, you see that we're, we're right there just below heavy hitters like last podcast on the left, Brian. That's that's tough to do. The last podcast on the left, I think, and. Office ladies are the two that I've heard of before. I haven't heard of the R slash, which I guess it's a Reddit podcast. It sounds like, I don't know. And then I actually kind of interested in this plane crash podcast. I don't know what the plane crash podcast is, but I'm terrified of it. I'm not, I'm not going to check that out. I'd R slash on a trip across the country. R slash. If I'm correct, I think slash. I know what slash fiction is from my college days. It's, it's interesting company to be in with. <laughs> but 
Last podcast on the left too is a very popular show, just like this one, immensely popular, but a different a different crowd listening to this. I like this Aiden's eclectic tastes. Aiden, shout out to you. Thank you for posting that. And uh, anybody out there who uh, has one of these top five, I love those. Send them our way. Let us know if we made your list. If not, if you're still listening. Thank you anyway. But thought that was cool. And of course, you could follow us at XFL Show. And uh, we are on all social media platforms. There it is with the fancy new graphics. Uh, also going around uh, on YouTube, Bryant, uh, Brandon Anderson commented on last week's show. Remember, we were talking about Globe Life Park and reports about a uh, a new, a new uh, deal between the league and the stadium. For next year, a lease going into however many, I don't know how it was. I think it was multiple years they signed on for. We talked about, well, does this mean the Renegades are back? Brandon Anderson commenting on YouTube had something interesting to say, saying it also is used for professional soccer, but reminding us that the XFL put money into the visitor grandstands into this being converted as a, into a football field. Remember that the XFL invested in, in Globe, Globe Life Park to become a football facility. It was all baseball before that. So they had to do some cosmetic surgery that the XFL invested in. So I'm thinking maybe there's something to that. Maybe even though those are the old owners, that's the old ownership but how much weight does that carry with new ownership, knowing that there was some investment put into that facility that might carry over? It might mean that that stadium maybe sticks around in the league as some uh, as the home of the Renegades or another team to be named differently if that happens. But that's something interesting to bring up there by Brandon Anderson on, our, on the YouTube comments from last week's show. Now, I, I, I don't remember. The, I remember the whole um, Expo being a part of the the rebrand of or the rebuild of that stadium the renovations of it i don't remember them actually being like paying for it do you remember them actually paying for it i i i believe the xfl put some some sort of scratch into the grandstands and the and the that that'd be cash money i know what the, scratch is i just you don't the, know why you talk like that maybe Maybe for like our younger listeners who don't talk like it's the 1970s in in New York on the subway, but <laughs> that the XFL definitely was a part of ma- making it, uh, giving them reason to to change things up a little bit and keep Globe Life Park a active sports facility with the new ballpark being built next door. Probably not the biggest investor, but that that's it. We don't, I don't know those figures. I don't know if we if they're even public. How much old ownership put into that happening? But that's just something to consider. After last week, my, I definitely say the percentage I put on the Dallas Renegades return is higher than it was before, and it was pretty low because I feel like San Antonio is calling. But we'll see what happens when team cities are announced in hopefully the near future, but that news last week. And then also Brandon reminding us here about the XFL caring about that facility. And there's something to that. Maybe we'll see. Hopefully I mean, if soon. they're invested in that, in that property. I, then I totally understand why they're, um, 
why they uh, they they are using it as a storage facility and why they want to keep the team there. If they're that invested in that stadium, they're going to want their money back. They're not going to just throw that away. That is something, and I'll fully admit, that I did not know that they actually put money into it. So if they put money into it, to me, the Dallas Renegades aren't going anywhere because they're not going to just lose the money. And they put all and this they storage just did. equipment there. Yeah, and they just did with this lease. So there's there's something to it. You're not unless, – unless you're like Brian, you have storage facilities in – Bakersfield or Victorville or God knows where, and you're storing who Pittsburgh. knows what. Pittsburgh, that's where you're yeah. keeping yours. <laughs> Some people do that. They just got storage facilities full of stuff, and then storage wars. You they, then they forget about them, and then the people take the wrench to it, and then they they go bid on the stuff. You know, I, follow I don't know about a TikTok nowadays. channel about a guy who uh, locks up people's storage units because they don't pay their rent. It's actually kind of interesting. So that's he's like a storage storage he's bounty hunter. He's a repo man. The storage, storage repo man. <laughs> yeah. He's not going out there hunting for your storage unit. <laughs> Where's the hey, storage we go. unit? We got a hot we got a hot tip on the storage unit that's on the run. <laughs> the dog Odds the bounty the hunter road. of storage. <laughs> <laughs> They've hauled the pod, they put it up on a semi, we're chasing it down I five. Oh, Alan. Well, it's uh, funny we mentioned pods because I think people are trying to start podcasts. They are. They are. And this week we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. Pretty Easy Podcast is where you can go to start your own podcast today. Get your own producer, get all sorts of help getting your podcast started. If you have no idea what a podcast feed is or what goes into making a podcast, all you know is you have something you're really knowledgeable about or something you want to do in podcast form with some friends talking about a certain subject, movies, TV, or maybe you are a storage pod bounty hunter and you want to tell about <laughs> all of your great stories on the road, go to prettyeasypodcast.com now to get started today and get all the help you need in podcasting from the experts at a very, very affordable rate. Prettyeasypodcast.com. That's the place to go, Brian. And uh, I believe it's pretty... Uh, it's, it's yeah. pretty simple process, the whole thing, from what I yeah, hear. Yeah, they they usually like to say they make podcasting uh pretty easy. Uh sounds about right. Let's move on now. It's time to get into the first part of this week's show where we dive into the latest news in the XFL or regarding the XFL. And this Denver Broncos situation just had me thinking about all of our quarterbacks that played in 2020. Brian, I don't know about you. We must talk about it. It is this week's cover two. It's wrong. <laughs> what was this guy's name? Hinton that played Hinton for the Broncos. So. S.E. Hinton, the writer of The Outsiders, great book, better movie, stay golden, Denver Broncos, but why not have a COVID quarterback when you've got Luis Perez, you've got Landry Jones, you've got Aaron Murray, you've got Matt McGloin sitting out there podcasting, waiting to play some football. These guys are actual quarterbacks, but no, you let yourself fall into the COVID trap not being prepared, not prepared either. No preparation here, Bryant. And they have to play a wide receiver, skill or running back. I don't even know what the guy was. A not a quarterback 
at quarterback when you got plenty of capable people out there who played in the XFL just so happens that just kind of irked me this week. I don't know about you. Uh, it, it irked me a little bit, but then I think about the the situation at hand. How can you bring in a quarterback who has no idea what's going on? At least bring somebody in that's on the uh, practice squad. Well, this, yeah, this week would have been too late, of course. But I mean, at the beginning of the season, that's why I'm scratching my head at the beginning of the year when we only see Tom quarterbacks there. They have Rippin, they have um, Luck or Locke, excuse me. And who's their third one? Um, One that actually tested positive. I forget. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, Driscoll. 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 They have three quarterbacks on that roster. You want to bring in a fourth one? How yes, many teams it's right now COVID. Are fourth quarterback, four quarterbacks. He would have been They're in the same sh- room with all of them. He would have been off too. No, he's your COVID quarterback, where you keep him separate, okay, away from everybody, and everything's on Zoom. Alan, why didn't you bring this up at the beginning of the season when you were asking for these? Because guys? I just thought of it this week. No, we did. We did say we this at the beginning of the year. We said where you're supposed to separate the man from the entire team and make sure he doesn't get COVID. So but we did say keep extra COVID. players. We said keep we extra players. Three players, yes. three quarterbacks is standard. That's standard. Four, a fourth, and maybe isolate them or keep them around just when you absolutely need them. Something like that. That would have been that would have behooved the Denver Broncos. That would behoove other teams. And we're here and now. Some teams are thinking, "Oh snap, maybe we should do that." So we'll see if maybe Jordan Tamu gets back into a quarterback room or at least virtual quarterback room. Um, so was it uh, but, Kendall Hinton? Is that who it was? Who? who yeah, he was like a quarterback at Wake Forest or something, he, right? He only he, played in college. Here's, my, here's the here's the only thing he played at. Um, I'm afraid where he played. Uh, Here's my thing with this situation. This is what I thought of, and honestly, this is what I thought of. Do you know, Alan, that he made over $40,000 to play in that one game? Forty grand. Forty grand to play in that one game. How is the XFL going to compete with that? If you tell a player, hey, come to a practice squad, you're going to get more money. And if you get into a game, you're probably going to make more money in one game than you would in the season in the XFL. Like, that's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad in terms of financially speaking for the XFL. It for the XFL, it does look like, wow, that's, that's just, I got to get to the NFL. I got to get there. That's the goal, right? But then again, like that's of course the goal, but even making that over the course of a season, just point like, again, you're playing football. You're doing the thing you love, so at least you're getting some compensation that is, I mean, depending on your situation, forty grand's not that much at all. So, but for an entire season, that's nothing to be excited about, I would say. But it's something, and it's also a, a roadmap to that forty grand for one game. So that's also what how you got to look at it. Yeah, if that's your what situation I'm saying is, is our players player. gonna our players gonna pass the practice squads ever for the XFL. If and don't tell me because PJ you have that did it, chance to PJ, get in. PJ yeah. probably got paid more than 40, right? All those quarterbacks mm-hmm. got paid way more the than the first guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that non tier one, tier one players. So that's what they I weren't thought. Tier, they, I, no tears. No tears. Uh, that's what I thought of when I saw that he was making over 40 grand. I'm like, how's the XFL ever going to compete with this? Because if you tell a guy, go to a practice squad and in week 17, when no one wants to play and we can bring you up and actually have you play for a game, you're going to cl- clear a $40,000 game check? 
but not not guaranteed that she'll ever not get guaranteed, in that game. But I mean, that's it's hard to compete against. It's, it's chances you got to weigh your options. I mean, you're also forgetting about the all important thing on YouTube, by the way. The all important game tape too. About you're forgetting all about game important. tape too. I'm just playing. If playing, someone calls you for a job in a practice squad, they've obviously have enough game tape on you. Well, the practice squad's changing. It's getting bigger, and I don't know if that necessarily means more opportunity to play in an actual game. I mean, there there's always going to be a situation where teams have guys on a practice squad, and then they get an injury, and then they just go sign a guy off the street and play them over the guy on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Yeah. So being on a practice That's squad right. does not, yeah, does not mean you're gonna get that that at least one game where you get that $40,000 check. That's why playing in a league and playing consistently is very valuable. And hopefully the rates are competitive. Um, but seeing that, yeah, that can be something that perks your ears up yeah. as a player. But still also in, in, the, in this sport, being active and putting that, that stuff on tape is very important. It helped, it helped PJ Walker. It helped him for sure. It helped Jordan Tamu for sure to even just get a practice squad job for him. Who knows if he would even still be in football? The, it helped a lot of guys out. So that's Parham, just the the argument. Mark. That's of yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's just the yeah for like a guy like Parham who played at a tiny school. So important to be able where, to where play, play and not just practice. Uh, Stetson, I believe in Florida, which is right right here in Florida where I currently am you can't tell by how bright and warm it is but this is just the argument is tales old as time but seeing that number out there 40 grand but 40 grand to run with like a chicken with his head cut off in a game he knew he was gonna lose and <laughs> it was gonna just not be pleasant what would you which rather it was. do this weekend what would you rather collect 40 grand to run on a football field with your chicken with your head cut off or go with 52 year old tyson Oh, I I would definitely do the uh, run for my life on an NFL field than get punched by Mike Tyson in the in the ribs for even two minute rounds. That just looked brutal. Poor Roy Jones. He, I, I love my two favorite things were I got to talk to my family about it. I don't know if they'll let me go through that again. And then, and then of course, I wear draws. I don't do draws. <laughs> Uh, that shows Apparently, you, though, well, Alan, honestly, I could, I'm going to relate this to the XFL and people are not going to understand this, but if you like the interview more than the action, if you watched that fight and saw, hey, these two characters put on a performance after the match rather than during the match, that's what the XFL was, right? The XFL was characters on the sidelines, Mr. Excitement, uh, the, the all those things. Anthony Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So it was great to actually see uh, that kind of perspective uh, outside of the XFL. Yeah. Although the action on the XFL, I would say, is a, a lot more, oh, no, a, a sure. lot more bang for your buck. A lot, of, a lot of entertainment there. Although I enjoyed Tyson and Jones Jr. Yeah, punching yeah. each other, but you got to kind of love boxing to see that. Just the man still, still, still got it. I, I'd say give a. Give Tyson Joshua. Give him Fury. Give him Wilder. Sorry for my boxing rant, but that was great last week. I loved it. Hey, and if those guys could still go, very hopeful Jerry Glanville is coaching in the league in 2022 at whatever he'll be, 84 or whatever. 
Um, Bob Stoops is is back, Brian. We're going to be talking about him in a little bit, and he's all day long. Great focus, great intensity. He's still got the bug, so we'll see. Uh, part two of the cover two. Oh, real quick, actually, staying on that with the quarterbacks, I did want to say that this was, a, I think, the Broncos situation, kind of a ringing endorsement for the XFL, to me, be, or at least the NFL needing a developmental league because keeping guys active and, and keeping the avail like they would have never run into that situation if they had available quarterbacks in their system, in the NFL system, or even just having an active XFL where maybe the teams felt more comfortable to pick up more quarterbacks in an odd year like this, like not having four quarterbacks just really odd to me. And there are XFL quarterbacks who were active earlier this year. And I just think that's just a ring endorsement for why we need, if not the XFL NFL, you need a developmental league. Look at that situation. What a joke. And then of course, Jerry Jones crapping all over having to play Ben DiNucci, former pick quarterback who is an actual active quarterback, but <laughs> so apparently so bad. It's, it's as bad as having to play a wide receiver, but his has nothing then, to do with course, COVID by the way. <laughs> No, he's just he's just <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, I, I would have told you I would have told you don't play Ben DiNucci, Jerry Jones. But I mean, you could have had I mean, Landry Jones is probably somewhere around down there. I mean, not too far away from your big old stadium. And, you know, we hear like the, the, the scouting on on the players is what it's all about. Like we heard this week, like PJ Walker won that game. Then he sits, of course, for Teddy Bridgewater, which I don't know why, um, but they plan on maybe keeping him around. Like we're hearing Matt rule loves PJ Walker, not just because he coached him in college, but like they think he could be a, if not starting quarterback in the NFL, a solid long-term backup quarterback. So more game tape, more opportunities in a league like the XFL means situations like that won't happen, but they, it happened. And that was kind of, I think a black eye, at least on the NFL this year, that was a low point, not to mention a game being played on a Wednesday afternoon, but let's not get into that. What about second part here of the cover two, Brian? Well, hold on. Can I mention something real quick, Alan, on that PJ Walker thing real yep. quick? If you, he kind of reminds me of somebody that if you can find the right backup job, you'll have a job for the rest of your career. And that's RG3. RG3 find a backup role with an offense that caters to his skills. So if Lamar Jackson goes down, RG3 can fill that role because it, it caters to his skills. PJ Walker has to find an offense that caters to his skills to be a, a long-term backup in my opinion, but the, I think he's well on his way to do that. And he showed that he has a skill to do that. He can manage a game is what it's all. It's all you need it, a backup to do is to manage a game. Yeah. And you got guys actively playing football. They're getting more practice in. They're going to be capable of doing that. And you don't have to go to a wide receiver. <laughs> Jeez. What a, what a silly situation. All right. Part two. Here we go. Finally, a uh, really cool interview. I caught this. So a uh, YouTube channel upon further review is Zach Brook did awesome work. I uh, did a cool long term, long form interview with Mark Tressman Bryant. Highly recommend watching this. If you're a fan of his or just the XFL, he did get some XFL talk in there and said that the league is reaching out to the former coaches and he thinks they're going to start onboarding employees, coaches and and all that within the next three months from what he's heard. So yeah, fingers crossed, uh, but highly recommend. We'll put the link to that interview in the show notes for this week. Uh, but yeah, Mark Tressman talking about his time in the XFL and how it was just brutal COVID hitting the Seattle dragons. We remember 
Uh, sounds like he he maybe alluded to it hitting the Wildcats a little bit too, and then just things crumbled from there. But he said it was awesome because it was a, a full team effort among the coaches in the league, getting the league up and off the ground. So we'll see what the league's uh, stance on having the coaches be a part of that process is this time around. But he valued that a lot, and that's probably why those coaches joined up. So I don't know what kind of coaches from hearing that interview. I don't know what kind of coaches we're going to get. I have a very strong feeling compared to the Mark Tressman's or the Bob Stoops's, the next batch of coaches for XFL 2022, Bryant are going to be a lot younger, a lot more kind of pep Hamilton younger and not, not hot on the market. Maybe a lot of, maybe some unknowns, maybe some unknowns, but I think guys who are, Maybe like you'll Pat have Hamilton. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll see the majority of the league be like that instead of the majority of the league be guys who with tons of head coaching experience and now who did ma- best. Some of them this past season. Who knows? Um, financially speaking, Alan, to this whole situation, there's no reason for the XFL to put money on their books for 2020. There's no reason, right? So don't expect anything until at least the new year because accounting wise. Uh, and you can speak to your your friends, the accountants I'm, over there. I'm in an accounting <laughs> room. There's no they, reason yeah, and, to put money on yeah. your books for 2020. Yeah, just get it off your books and move on to 2021. So don't expect any huge hires, I think, by then, by now. Uh, until then, excuse me. So there's great. But Mark Trestman, you know, bringing up, you know, his uh, his perspective on, on how this league is moving forward, I think is interesting. And, 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 and you know, the XFL reaching out to coaches and all that. Uh, Mark Pressman, we had him on a few times. We met him in Houston, I think, as well. Uh, big man, tall individual. Didn't realize how tall he actually was. Um, he, he's he's a good spirits. I'm glad and glad he's safe and, and it was good to hear from him after so long for, uh, being away from the league. Yeah, so real quick, uh, checking in on all of our coaches. What are they doing these days? We know Tressman is hanging out, doing uh, some interviews, chilling, kicking back. Stoops here in a little bit about some tequila and stuff. June Jones is teaching run and shoot on the internet Selling secrets. Pep is a QB coach. Pep's a QB coach. Didn't well, Jerry Glanville's not a head coach. Jerry Glanville's not, wasn't a head coach, but he was, he was in the spring league. Yeah, he was, um, he was a head coach in the spring league, but yeah, you're right. Um, Winston Jim Moss, Zorn, I think you, might still be at, at the offices. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Jim Zorn is, is still just hang. He's hanging out in the, and, uh, well, what's it called now? CenturyLink. Didn't they change their name? No, famously, remember, Jim Zorn said that he was ready to coach. He's 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 treating this as any other week, and we're going to get ready to coach a place of football. That was what happened when he <laughs> he's, said. He's still preparing for week six. <laughs> um, Winston Moss, we heard him when the Rock first announced that he bought the league, but we haven't heard from he him. He was the first this. one to say, I'm in. I'm down. Yeah. Right? He said, yeah. The you. Who does that leave us with? Uh, Gilbride. Gilbride, yeah, we don't know where Gilbride. Gilbride was, he he, he left the league to be a grandpa for a little bit, right? To yeah, raise his he was really back. Re, re, he was really returning. Like it felt like as a last, as like a to be a part of something, and also as like a last coaching hurrah. So I don't expect to see any kind of return from Kevin Gilbride. We're just speculating, of course, um, but. All the other guys seem at least either they're either active, they're in, they're waiting to see what's up. Tressman, I would bet against him oh, being um, a part. Hearing that interview, I would bet against him being a part of twenty twenty two. 
What about a uh, Battlehawks coach? Um, and uh, Jonathan Hayes. Jonathan Hayes uh, is. We heard from him? He did it. Yeah, he did an interview. Um, I want to say two a I month or two ago. We we recapped it a little bit, and he just spoke a little bit Do you about. Think a lot of these coaches are going to end up at being ASU? a part of the bankruptcy. With Herm. Yeah, I feel like Herb is just collecting because he has uh who else did he bring in over there? He brought in um, <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing in like the old timers. I feel like it's like their old reunion there. Arizona, Not, Arizona skies with the sun, the warmth. They're all just chilling out in Arizona. We're we're gonna we're gonna of course be doing our fun guessing episodes where we guess what's what city what. Team names, coaches, all that, like we did for the first run up to the kickoff. But when we do the coaches, who's going to coach where? I'm, I already have like a good idea of who I want and who I expect. And I'm not even kidding. I feel like Jerry Glanville might be a a candidate to be somewhere. I'm excited for that. I know that. He's been on my mind this week. I miss Jerry I Glanville. I expect him to be sure. on the West Coast, though, where it's a little bright longer rather than on the East Coast. So we could wear the shades a little longer. I hope he coaches in a dome. And Tampa Bay's defense anyway. at home Who started cares? going down south, you know, as as the game went on because it just got darker. There's no way he could actually see yeah. the action. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Cover three, I guess. I'm <laughs> blind. I don't know. I'm wearing shades. We have the ball. <laughs> All right. Here we go. That's your cover, too. Check that interview out. Good job by Zach Brooken upon further review. Really enjoyed watching that interview with Mark Tressman, but. Uh, yeah, checking in on where coaches are. And now we're going to check in on the biggest name coach, Brian. Here he is. Uh, he is now a special assistant at Oklahoma, at least for the time being. What that entails, we'll get into. And also, how to, how, how else can we tie the XFL into this conversation? Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because maybe the soul of college football is on the line in this conversation. Let's get it. It's time for this week's Hot Read. All right, Bryant. He is the special assistant. He is Bob Stoops. What the heck is a special assistant? What does that entail? Well, they put it out there and boom, bam, let's get it up. There it is. Bob Stoops. His quote, when Lincoln Riley called him up, he's going to help out kind of be a rah-rah guy it sounds like right with this new special assistant rule as OU is trying to cling desperately to their big 12 championship streak yeah here I'll read the quote here uh, Alan for you when Lincoln asked me if I'd be willing to help in a coaching role while he was a little shorthanded I didn't hesitate to say yes certainly I'm happy to do anything I can to assist the team for however long I'm asked to but obviously with me being away from the day-to-day activities of the program for a while now my input would be minimal if I can add some enthusiasm or positive energy for those play- for these players, and I do know most of them, that's a good thing. But let's not get carried away. The people that will influence this game and the rest of our games uh, this season will be Coach Riley, his staff, and the players. I'm just going to do my best to help out however I can while keeping a low profile. Bob Stoops trying to keep a low profile. Uh, yeah. Out there. Good, Great yeah, game. Okay. Great intensity. I, All day long. I think... I think he's just being modest. I think he's going to be there. He's there to scream at people and get this team riled up for these last couple weeks. They got to beat Baylor and maybe win one other to get to that Big 12 title game where Iowa State is in control of that conference somehow, some way. And 
things can be changing. So they said, we need the big guns. Bob Stoops needs to be back around to get our players motivated properly. But that's, see, they're going for six in a row, Brian. You can't lose that. That's a streak you can't lose. So they got to get Bob Stoops in there. And meanwhile, he's out there hanging out. The renegade season ended abruptly. So he started maybe selling some tequila and, you know, just hanging around like he was before the XFL. So they, so why not? Why not go help his old school out, his old, his old staff out? So good for Stoops, uh, leaving boredom. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping he wasn't drinking a lot of that tequila during the. I mean, I, I know drinking's gone up during COVID times for sure. That's a cool looking bottle though, tequila cool aficionado, bottle. Bob Stoops. Um, but she, what are, that can what only keep you so busy. <laughs> You're right. There's only so much you can do with tequila and staying at home by yourself. Before Unless you it's Terramana tequila, that's when that's that's full time, baby. <laughs> that is very true. Um, he, you remember he took a pay cut from Oklahoma. Oklahoma get, paid him like I think it was like five hundred, four hundred, eight hundred thousand, something like that. And he took a half. You know, he he cut that that pay in half when he took the job with the XFL. So uh, Bob Stoops. Uh, I, I think he also made an appearance. Where did he make an appearance not too long ago? I can't remember either. But he's he's in a pretty low, and he, and he wasn't one of the most vocal coaches in the XFL. Uh, but he was definitely into it. Remember, we talked to him during the. He draft. was just the big name. Yeah, yeah, and and he was totally in on it. I mean, you know, he had a great coaching staff there, and, and Stoops. You know, somebody said Stoops stepping right in like he never missed a beat. I'm like, yeah, he didn't miss a beat because he coached for the last year. In the XFL, <laughs> that's why he hasn't missed a beat. Come on, give him some credit. Of course, so. but let's get. I want to get. I want to bring this up though, because you see, why would OU? I mean, OU staff is they're you know they're getting hit by the virus and they're having issues staying healthy and prepared. But why would OU call Bob Stoops over in a in a what's like a down year for them, pretty much? It's because I, I also attribute this to because where college football is at, Bryant. If you look at college football, this year, of course, is just rocking it hard. But then you also add in before before demon virus, you have a lot of transfers, a lot of power going to the players, a lot of decisions being put in players' laps where they can really go wherever they want. They can change schools if they're high profile, especially. And just a lot of changing of, of, of the old guard in, in that sport in college football. And it's a week, too, where Kirk Herbstreet st- just stupidly, basis, baselessly makes heinous accusations against Michigan and other schools saying they might be avoiding Dabo too, by the way. Yeah, well, Dabo did that because he's Dabo. That did not surprise me. Kirk Herbstreet <laughs> saying this, though, was a surprise. But that's because college football heads, people just really ingrained into it are seeing even before COVID how much things were changing then now throw this in and all the goofiness with this year and it's just it's disturbing and I understand where Kirk Herbstreet was frustrated saying that he apologized for it so credit him for that but the status of the sport what's happening to it it's changing that's what's happening a lot's going on so you have to do everything you can to keep players where at your school to keep your school status to keep your school relevant to keep that money flowing in to keep all that going and calling a guy like bob stoops in just to be a special assistant whatever that means 
I think plays into that plays into the fears of administrations of what the, what is happening in the sport with the players going to soon be paid to what's going to happen with the status of your brand in college football. Very, very, very different times we're in. So I think that plays into Bob Stoops returning. I mean, when you got Oklahoma on the cusp of losing a big 12 title to Iowa state, that can't happen. That cannot happen. If you're in that administration. So it's not a desperate move because he's not going to be really influencing these games, but it's a, I think it's an optics move. It's a move where you, you have, you have to bring the guy in to like, safe oh, face. Oh no, Coach Soup's back. We're done. We had our shot. Not Iowa State. I'm talking about boosters, donors, people who support the OU program. That's why you bring them back. And then also, with a league like the XFL coming back in 2022, more up options for players, more competition for your brand. Let's face it. I would call the XFL competition to these college football universities for sure because they could lose players to the XFL. So that's something they're thinking about. So I think Stoops coming back to OU signifies just the moment we're in. And it's a really poignant signification. Signification. Goofy times we're in in college football. They don't know what's up. So schools like OU going to what they can rely upon, going to what they know saving a little bit of face in times like these you go with uh what you're what you know right you don't um you know you go with what you're familiar with and if coach stoops able to bring you bring you in some money some some scratch as you put it then i think you do that and, and um you you do what you can to make sure you stay afloat because the xfl is going to come a calling uh here pretty soon and 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 give these players options uh, you know they're they're not going to sit there and and take what you give them. They're going to take what they want, and if it's what they want is in the XFL, they're going to go and get it. So uh, college football is just an, it's an interesting flux, right? It's getting hit with COVID. It's going to get hit with players needing to get paid. It's you know it's players, and we we saw this I think with um, Christian McCaffrey when he sat out his uh, bowl game at Stanford. Right when he didn't and want to other play. players have done that too. Yeah, yeah, but but that was kind of like the first like, you know, top five pick. That's like, hey, I'm not going to do this because there's no reason for me to do it. Why would I risk myself to actually go and and play in some game that means nothing to me except dollars in your pockets? So I'm going to not play and go make my money in the NFL. So I think it's the, the college football is going to have to change its game and its approach and. And bringing in, you know, it's it's not going to be able to rely on players as much as it's going to need to rely on people like Bob Stoops to keep people excited about the sport because the players aren't going to do yeah. it anymore. And then if you also anyway. see, and then you also see just how difficult it is to win games, keep people happy, keep the money flowing in, do everything you need to do as the head of a program in the in college football. That's big money for sure. But if you go further down that list into mid-major territory and maybe coaches too are affected like a guy like bob stoops getting to an now he's not even that old but advanced aged coaches maybe who are in the college game might say all right i've had enough of this i'm going to the xfl or i'm gonna go get a staff job in the nfl just like take this load off my shoulders because this is nuts this is crazy because it is 
a difficult job. You really have so many different people to please, so much to do. I mean, I don't envy Dabo. I understand why he'll get frustrated. He sounds like a maniac sometimes, and he wins a lot, but his job's crazy stressful. That's probably why he'll say something buck nutty like he did. So that's, that's also something to consider, what it's doing to coaches' stress levels, man. A league like the XFL, I mean, I, I, there might have been a little bit of stress getting a league up and running, but damn, they had a lot of fun. Those coaches, that's what they all told us, all top to bottom, every coach we talked to. No, they did. It seemed like they were having a lot of fun, and it was fortunate, unfortunate that it got uh, cut short. But uh, I can safely say on this show, Alan, that I don't think Bob Soups will be back in the XFL. Yeah, he's on my... Uh, not returning list for sure, just because I don't know. I got, I got, like I said, younger, and, and I don't know. I don't know about looks. You'd like to say hotter and younger, a la wedding singer. I don't know about that. Back to work we go. But we'll see. We'll see who comes back from the original coaches. Me, what? Did we already do that? How many we thought would? Do we put a number I think on we that? Did a, a number. Yeah. I think I. I think I was under, under at four point five. Oh, way think. under. Yeah, I'm still way under that as of now. Checking in on that on the status of that number for sure. All right, Brian. Well, that does it for That's another it, episode, a birthday episode. Happy birthday to you! That was your birthday present. How'd you like it? I loved it. We're not making a big deal about it here. It's it's just another day in this COVID 2020. So, uh, but. Uh, you, my friends, can always listen to us every single day, and we drop on Fridays here on your favorite podcast platform. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as is, you know, you get us in that December. Show us that top five. I want to know if we made your top five. (laughs) Top five, top five. Uh, And other Google Podcasts or wherever. Tune in. You can also get there. You can follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, wherever you uh, like to spend your time on social media. And you can also watch us and say hi, hi. On YouTube, youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of this is the XFL show. And don't forget our sponsors. Go to pretty, pretty easy podcast.com and get started today. Yeah, go there for sure. But where were my balloons on my, we did a birthday show during, no, wait, we were off on my birthday, weren't we? Were we on the hiatus then? Uh, I think so. Maybe the year before, but we have these cool gimmicks now. Someone did it. I don't know. They just appeared. It's like a birthday just celebration. Wait for- just wait for the holidays. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun here. We're going to do our 12 I was on fire for Halloween. Days. I have balloons for my birthday. 12 days of uh, XFL coming up. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Don't forget that XFL fan line, too. We want to hear from you. Text or call 724-565-4XFL. The eight crazy nights of the XFL are going to be great. And they all <laughs> involve either Winston Moss or Jerry Glanville. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's been All a lot right. of fun. Uh, we're in December. We're in the home stretch of 2020, uh, getting rid of this year, hopefully starting a brand new year with uh, some XFL positivity before kickoff. Get out of here, 2020. We cannot wait for that. That 2021's all road, road, Brian. That's all driving up a road the entire year. But then we get to 2022, and that's the destination, brother. We're going to get there soon enough. Just got to get... One more month out of this, and it's going to be smooth sailing. I, trust me. I have a feeling right here. And we're going to be here for it the entire way. Birthdays, holidays, 
whatever days with you talking XFL. So thank you so much for subscribing, putting us in your top five, and we will see you next week. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.